Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. set by the right person today. Would you tell them I said you set by the right person this morning? Come on, tell them in case they were wondering. Oh, man. You look so good today. I'm glad you're here. If you're new with us this morning, if this is your first time, maybe the first time with us in the house here, maybe it's the first time at home, maybe joining us on our online family, I'm just glad that you're here. Just so thankful the Lord has sent you by here today. I, I believe that he's sending you in to be a part of something that he's doing here at this place. And uh, again, we're just thankful that you're here. And we just want to just tell you how excited we are about it. So Faith or New Church, would you tell our first time guests you're glad they're here? Come on. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Cool things are happening. Don't forget it. Adam said it so well. Come next week. Learn about what's going on here at Faith Track if you have not been through that yet. Love to get you connected to this thing. Amen? Well, who brought a Bible to church? Come on. I'm seeing them. I'm seeing them. I'm seeing them. I'm glad you did. If you have yours, turn with me to Acts chapter 16. Come on. Amen. Acts chapter 16. And um, if you didn't bring your paper Bible or you the digital style kind of Bible person, do this. Click on uh, the Version app right now. You can click on Version and then more and then events or that easy. And then you will actually see Faith or New Church. Click on that. You'll hang out with us. And you'll actually be able to see these points right there. Save this message, share it with others, all those cool things that you do with digital. But Acts chapter 16, I want to read verses 16 through 18. If you have it, say, I have it. Well, let's read it. This says this. It says, Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us who brought her masters much profit by fortune-telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. She was saying good things, but there was something connected to her that was not good. So Paul did this. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her, and he came out that very hour. Come on, amen? This is a cool passage. We're going to pray and talk about it, but let's pray first. Would you join me? Would you join me? Father, thank you all so much for what you're doing at this church, Lord, and in your body today, Lord. And I ask that you'll continue to pour out your spirit, Lord. And I just pray, God, that today not one single person hearing this message today will leave today bound in any way. In the name of Jesus, I declare their freedom, Lord. And, and let not one person today who hears this message leave not knowing you as their Savior and as their Lord. Let this be their day of salvation. In Jesus' name. Church, would you say it? 
Amen. 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 We're in a series right now, if you don't know, it's called When You Pray. And uh, we've been hanging out here since the beginning of the year. And we're in the third month. Can you believe this stuff? This is wild how quick time flies. They say it, time, it flies when you're having fun. So I'm having fun. I hope you are. But we've been learning about different prayer models of Scripture. We've been looking and, and seeing in the Bible different ways and prayer models that we can pray. And, uh, oh, man, it's been good. I, if you've missed any message, please go listen to those. Please just make prayer a matter of your, your life and what you do. But last week I shared, I believe, a really important message and it was a prayer that Habakkuk prayed. We saw it in the Old Testament, and he prayed for revival. Come on, how many knows we need revival? We need his outpouring, his glory. And we're, we're seeing that released in the earth. And I gave you just three points last week that I believe what revival looks like and actually what the word, when Habakkuk prayed that, what the word revive means. And the first thing it means is to, to live, amen, and to live. And so the only way we can truly experience life is through Jesus Christ, amen. There is no other way. And so I, I love it. We were singing that Son of God, that last song. And I was like, bro, now we singing the gospel. We're singing the good news that Jesus gets on a cross, gives his life for us. He does that for me and you. Why? He loves you so much. Oh, man, he loves you so, so much. And again, we learned that he's called us to live. He also called us to live this way, to live prosperously. Anybody want to live prosperously? Live blessed. Amen. I hope you do. That's what the word means. It also means this, to restore to life. So if there's any places in your life, man, you feel like this thing, man, needs life spoken into it. He's that kind of God. And I, I, I want today to talk about another prayer that we see here in Scripture, and it's titled Paul's Prayer of Deliverance. So if you're looking this later up in social media, that's where you'll find that. It is Paul's Prayer of Deliverance. Now, the story in our text, what I just read, what we just looked at together, there in Acts chapter 16, is, is what leads up to what I believe is probably the most popular Paul and Silas story in the Bible. I mean, you know, there are a lot of stories, but man, those two guys, man, made a connection, and we see again that there were other disciples connected to what God was doing through them. But the story we just read is what leads up to the story that you can go read this. We don't have time to, get, to go into that, but in, in verses 25 through 34, don't read it right now, I'm, I'm preaching. All right, but, but when you go back and look at that, it, it's the story of where because of what they did, all right, they're out preaching Jesus, and because of what they did, they end up getting arrested, get put, the Bible says, down in the inner prison, in stocks, in chains, and while they were there, the Bible says that they began to pray and begin to worship. Bro, do we do that when we get put in those types of situations? Man, I hope we are, but we're going there and seeing this. But they did this. They began to pray. They began to worship. And the Bible says at midnight, the place began to shake, and the Spirit of God basically walked in the room, and their chains fell off. The stocks opened up. Amen. And not just on them. Everyone around them. So hang out with people who pray and worship. Amen. I'm telling you, hang out with people who pray and worship. And it's wild. The jailer freaks out. He's like, man, I'm going to just, I'm going to lose my life because of all these people now who are supposed to be in bondage. Now they're set free and it's going to come back on me. And Paul was like, no, God will set you free too, bro. 
And, uh, and that guy gets saved. His whole family gets saved. Go read that story. That's cool stuff. But do it later. Because right now, I want to look at what led up to that. It's interesting. It's a, it's a prayer now that we see. But today's message is a little bit different because what we know about prayer is this. It's us praying and talking to God. Ain't that so cool? That you can right now, that me and you can go before the creator of the heavens and earth. He creator of the universe. And we can talk to him. That's just just so, such an amazing thing. And we've been learning about ways to do that. But there's another element to prayer that sometimes maybe we don't think about or even connect it to prayer. But it's warfare prayer. And there are ways, again, there's intercessory sides to that. I've talked about some of those things in the tabernacle and different ways that we can pray. But sometimes our prayer is not talking to God, but it's speaking to the enemy. What? Are you serious, Pastor? Is that really what happens? Yeah, you see this over and over and over in Scripture where these guys now have the authority that comes through prayer given to them, and then now in that authority they speak to the spirit that's coming against them. That's powerful, and God has given us that. Now, in this text, now, this is how I do it. When I feel like God has given me a passage to preach from, I'll sit down and I'll read it, and I'll read it again. I'll probably flip another translation, read it in that translation. You just do a third, just read it again. I'll just sit here and say, God, what do you want to say? And I'll just try my best to listen. I'll start a note, and I'll start in those notes, start putting stuff down. Then when I, once I get there, I'll kind of start doing this. I'll, I'm going to look up and read everything I can about this passage. So I start reading it, and it's cool. I encourage you to study Scripture that way. It's a great way. Hear what God has shown others. We, we do that on Wednesday night, get together, and hear what God is showing others. It's really cool. But, but I, I start reading those things. This story was different. I, it was wild because this story, I would see so many different types of beliefs and thoughts around this passage. It's an interesting passage. I mean, you've got somebody running around possessed saying stuff like, man, he's the most high God, and they're preaching about him. That's, why, that's, a, that's interesting. You know, you, you, you're seeing stuff like people are saying, like, why did Paul put up with it for so many days? People gave their, their, their belief why. And I decided this, I don't know, all right? So I'm not going to tell you the, any of those things today. I want to tell you this, though. What do we know about this story? What do we know? And that's what I want to look at today. I, I want to think about these things. First of all, we know this, that there, there is this involving, a Bible says, a slave girl. Now, this slave girl was possessed. She, she literally had a possession in her life. The, the scripture says that she was possessed with a spirit of divination. Now, the Bible warns about that type of spirit in so many ways. It's connected to fortune-telling. It's connected to psychics. And, and, and it's wild to me that people would go ask someone to ask an evil spirit about their future. That's wild to me. That's not how that's supposed to work for believers. As believers, we go tell the spirit, what about our future? We tell them what our future is going to look like. We don't go asking them, how's this going to work out for me? No, no, we're going to tell them, this is going to work out for me because you're going to go, you're out of here, and you, you come against that thing. Now, now, this is all we know now. She had this. She had this, there was some type, and it was actually causing people to make money off of her. Her masters were making great money. It was, it's, it's, it's interesting. They were profiting from this. 
We know this about her. We know that she was professing some things, but she was possessing something different. Think about it. Professing one thing, possessing something totally different. We see again about this, this life, that she was doing this, and this was happening around Christians. So in the story, Paul and Silas, the other disciples that were ministering with them, are out doing a miraculous work. I'm telling you, man, you talking about outpouring after outpouring the presence of God in their life. This is Acts 16. They still flowing in some Acts chapter 2 uh, outpouring, still removing in those things. And in the middle of that, there was someone who was bound up. Now, you can study it out historically and, and look at even what that spirit means there where she was at. It, it would be translated down to it was a spirit of python, which means this, where she was literally in bondage and wrapped up by this evil spirit in the midst of Christians. Not just Christians, in the midst of Paul and Silas who break chains. Wow to me. Now, again, that's what we know. Now, what can we take from this today, from this story, from what happens here and apply to our life? The first thing I think we can take is, and I'm going to give you five, and you're like, really? Five things. I will, we'll go make it happen quickly, but hang in there, all right? And the more you say amen, the faster I start going, all right? <clears throat> all right. Come on, somebody. Amen. I received that. Number one, think about this. Number one, this is what we know. This is not my opinion. This stuff really happens. Pastor Ben, am I telling you the truth from here? Am I preaching from this pulpit truth? Yes, this stuff really happens. Now, now verse 16 says, now it happened. Like it just happened. This stuff happens. We, we had, I'm telling you, go back and watch 9 a.m. because it's worth it because a beautiful testimony that was shared by one of the ladies in our church who greets and smiles at and who hugs and loves on our 9 a.m. crowd. She's so faithful. She comes in there, but she got up and shared, and it's her testimony. She shared it publicly, and it's okay to me to talk about it. But she got up and began to share that she has something come over her that she's never battled in her life. She said, I've never had this struggle. And she said, I became so depressed. Yeah, in their greeting, serving, faithful on the dream team, faithful to her family, faithful to her spouse. But this happened. Like this spirit, this, this thing come against her. Now, listen to all of it. Basically, man, she was talking about the power of prayer, day five of our prayer and fasting. She got set free. Amen. God delivered her from that. You better look out. It's a good testimony. Go listen to it. But the truth is this, this happens. If, if we don't think spiritual warfare is real, we're sadly mistaken. If we, if we don't believe that there is an enemy who's trying to come at and destroy. So we're talking about Paul's prayer of deliverance. We're talking about taking authority over and getting rid of demonic spirits. Getting rid of things that men have no place in the body of Christ. No place around us. But it happens. You know something? I'm trying to speak nothing of, but it happens to people who are part of this church. 
this is an awesome church. I'm telling you, they got a really great pastor. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. I mean, tell your neighbor, say, he's speaking truth. Amen. <clears throat> that's a good place for me to get water is what that was. But, uh, but no, I'm serious. You guys are amazing. The worship team, this people, the bot, incredible. But this stuff happens. And, and, it, and it's possible that today, in the midst of what God is doing, that there are people in bondage today in this very room. But it is not God's plan. It's not what he wants for you. And this is how we come against this. This is how Ephesians said it's the same guy, Paul, who wrote this by the power of the Holy Spirit. He said in verse 11 of chapter 6, he said, To put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age. He said it like this, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So what's going on right now, there is a spiritual battle taking place, and what the enemy wants to do is to destroy you, to destroy the people of God, your purpose, your plan. I don't know if you know this, every one of you in this room, God put you here, and he has a purpose for your life. He has a plan for you. He loves you so much, and he wants to do great things in your life, but there's a war happening. There's a war taking place, and this stuff, it really happens. And, and one of the things that we see, and, it's, and it, I don't believe, again, coincidence that we see what happens here. We see the timing of this, and I believe it's critical, and you can probably look back over times of your life and see the same thing, but it happened when they were on their way to prayer. So number two is we can learn this this morning, that the enemy is after your prayer life. He's after your prayer life. He's after your time with God. He's after you operating and working in the authority that God has given you. He's after that. Now, again, this is one of those ways that he does this. And again, not coincidence, but look at verse 16 again. We saw this. Now it happened when? As we went to prayer. As we went to prayer. Oh, man, to think about this, and you could probably look back. There's been times you were about to go to prayer. Something happens. Whew, like about to go. I'm going to go spend some time. I'm going to go to, I'm going to, go to church today. I'm going to tune in. I'm going to come to 6 a.m. prayer. I'm going to hang out with God. What? Something happens. Man, why does that happen that way? Because the enemy is after your prayer life. I love what I'm seeing, though. I'm telling you, it is so cool what we're seeing God do. I received a text this week, asked permission to share this with you, and I just love it. It's such a beautiful testimony of what we're seeing happen, I believe, through the series. He, this is what they said to me. They said, hey, I just wanted to tell you that this series has really impacted me. I, I find myself, instead of trying to fill my time with picking up my phone, or turning on the TV, taking that time and talking to God. Man, that's so cool. They, they go on to say, even on my drive to and from work, I'm making the decision, instead of calling someone on the phone, to talk to God. And I'm just seeing how important it is to consistently talk to God. So I just want to say thank you for being obedient and doing this series. And yeah, I was like, man, I fired up, bowed up. I was like, come on, somebody. That's what I'm talking about. So why would we spend so much time talking about prayer? 
It's powerful. And God wants to do something in your life, and he will do it through you. I could, I could tell you right now of some testimonies that God is operating and doing right now in our life. And I'm going to trace it back to January 1 when this church said, we're going to pray, we're going to fast, we're going to go after God in greater measure. And I can tell you how God is moving over and over and over. But I can tell you this also, the enemy's after it. He's after your prayer life. He's after your time. But many of you are getting this. She, this. This person's not the only person who's thinking that way. I'm telling you, I'm seeing it happen in many of you. Now, there's some who's probably saying, man, month three of prayer? Come on, month three of when you pray, Pastor, can you go to the next series? We're going to go to the next series when God says to go there. But this prayer thing is real. And it's powerful. And warfare is real, and the enemy's trying to stop yours. So again, don't allow this to happen. And I've really, I've, I've learned something. Either you can worry or you can pray. You can complain or you can pray. I mean, you have a couple of options. This person said, I'm going to go this route, and we're seeing God move in their life. And again, but the enemy will do this. He will do everything he can to stop your prayer life, and this enemy shows up at this time as they're on their way to prayer. That we know from the Bible. But we also know something else. Number three is this, that you have to get tired of it. You have to get tired of it. Like, you have to get tired of the enemy constantly showing up, messing up, and just allowing him to do his thing. Because somewhere, we don't know that girl's story. We know she ended up with a spirit of python wrapped up, entangled, possessed by this thing. We don't know where that, that started at. We don't know if that could have stopped sooner. I believe it probably could have. But this is what we see. Paul got tired of this thing, man. He said, I am sick and tired. Again, I'm not going to say I think I know why he let it go on as long or, or why this took place the way that it took place why she was saying what she was saying but I know this from the story and it works for us you have to get sick and tired of the spirit that's trying to come against you and you have to take authority over that in the name of Jesus. You, you have to. You have to come to that place where you get tired of those things and this is what I love. He spoke to the spirit the spirit, the enemy, the little S, the enemy is doing things in people's lives and in marriages. And what's happening, he's coming against homes and families. He's coming against children. He's coming against different areas of your life. And we end up speaking to those things instead of speaking to the thing behind it. There's been things that have said, man, uh, they were greatly annoyed and they spoke out and said something to their spouse. Just keep looking straight ahead. All right, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. I just, or, or, or to your kids. Parents, you can say, hey, man, it's all right. We all know. We've all been there. But who did he speak to? He spoke to the Spirit. And what got him there? This is what got him there. The Bible says in verse 18, Paul was greatly annoyed. <laughs> just... That's all we know. I, again, it went on, but, but all I know is this. He come to the place where he was greatly annoyed. You have to get annoyed by what the enemy's doing. Do you, and it's, it's wild. Like, again, we're learning that prayer, what it is, is talking to God, but also, again, it's speaking to the enemy. A lot of times we get twisted. We speak to God certain ways. We should never be speaking to him. 
And we're putting up with things from the enemy that we should never be putting up with. And man, this is what we see. So again, he got tired of it. And I started looking this up. In every translation, this word was cold. Man, he's getting greatly annoyed. New King James. In the KJV, he was grieved. NLT, New Living Translation, it says that he was exasperated. I was like, let me look that one up. Uh, Intensely irritated and frustrated. That's what it means. Like intensely irritated and frustrated. I like the message of it in there. The same passage. The message says he was fed up. Some of y'all need to get fed up with what's coming against your family. Some of you need to get fed up with what's coming against you. And you need to get fed up with what the enemy's trying to do. And speak to the spirit. Speak to that thing. Come against that. If you've been talking with God, operating, hanging out with him, there's an authority that he has given you. There's a promise that he's placed in your life. And speak to the spirit, man. Come against that thing. Get tired of it. I've heard people, I'm sick and tired. Get sick and tired of the enemy. Amen. Get tired of him and tired of what he's doing. So again, man, this stuff happens. It's real. It's real stuff. It happens. And the enemy's out to destroy your life. But speak to the Spirit. And then when you speak to it, oh, man, when you see this, when you get, you get tired of this, speak that number four thing. You speak to that Spirit. You speak to that Spirit. Get tired of it. Then speak to that Spirit. Now, I know some of y'all are like, this is a little bit weird today. Go back to the Lord's Prayer, our Father, Lord in heaven. So that's saying that's it. But, no, but this is in here too. This this is real too. And so he got so annoyed and he got so frustrated that he spoke to the Spirit. And this is what he said: "Come out of her." He didn't. He didn't send his slave girl out. Seen that in church. Get rid of the people instead of the Spirit. Jesus got on a cross for them to be free. And we send them packing, man. Send the Spirit that's connected to that out the door. And send it in on its way. Come on, send it out the door. And we see this. Jesus modeled this. Paul modeled this. You, you can see, we can look at story after story where these would speak in authority to that, that, that thing that was coming against them. Matthew 8, 16 says, this was Jesus' life. When even, 8, 16 says, when even had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. And he wasn't like, man, get rid of them. Get, don't bring them in here. Not this church. We, don't, we can't, no, no. Like, brought them to him. Bringing them in. Like, man, you know, God's not worried. He's not worried, man. And we're not worried. Like, man, if, if that stuff tries to show up, we know what to do with it. We come against that, take authority over it. And this is what he says. And he cast out the spirits. He cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. Man, he was taking authority over these things, setting people free. And it's what Jesus came and got on the cross for, for us to be free. Not one person here does God won't bound. Not one person in here does God want this way. So walk in this thing. Talk in the authority that, you get, that you've been given. Speak to the Spirit. Come against that. And I'm telling you, man, watch what God does when you operate in this. And fifthly and finally this morning, told you I'd get there. Fifthly this morning is what did he speak? What did he say? He commands that thing to go. And he didn't say in the name of Paul and Silas. 
He didn't say in the name of Faith Renew Church. Now your name. He said in the name of Jesus. Come out. And number five, I want you to see this and I want you to walk in this. Then there is power in the name of Jesus. It's power in that name. Verse 18 and 4 says, And Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. Man, Jesus wants to set people free. And who's he going to use? You. You. He's going to use you today. And I just feel, man, there's some specific areas, some things that today, now again, we can see this from this story. From this story, again, this is not opinion, straight from this story. We see that this morning, that man, there can be in a place where God is working and his presence is real, through God's people, and lives being transformed and changed, and people be sitting there wrapped up. Now, please please don't think for a moment, are you, Pastor, you're saying like, I'm possessed? No, no, I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying the enemy would love to you end up that way. He would love to see you taking away from your purpose and the power and the plan that God had. He would love that more than anything. And I'm going to ask you, if you would, this morning to stand with me, please. And right there as you, right where you're standing. Man, I know there, I've, <laughs> And I just wish we just, we're praying for a bigger building. We all just get together sometime and worship together, everybody together. Man, I'm, we're believing for that. So you can just see what God was doing this morning in this place. It's beautiful. And this is just a continuation of that. And again, you can go deeper into deliverance and things that are out there. And again, people have thoughts on it and methods for that. But this is what I know from Scripture. And when we come against that in the authority of Jesus, when we come against that in that name, it leaves. And a lot of things were said, like I told you, a lot of things were said about this girl. There were, there were thoughts about, man, how this girl ended up and what took place now that she no longer had that, that spirit. And there were some of the things that were said about her. I was like, that's wild, interesting way to think about it. But what do I know about her? What do you know? From this story, she was free. <laughs> Come on, amen. She was free. She was free. Oh, man, I'm telling you, she was free. And God wants you free today. He wants you free from depression. He wants you free from bondage, from fear, from, from sorrow, sickness. He wants you free from sin. He wants you free today. And it's in the name of Jesus that it comes. And there's power in that name. There's power in that name. I just want to ask you right where you're at today to just close your eyes. Just close your eyes if you would. Oh, man, I just want to pray over you first. We're going to open up our altars. We do it every time we gather in this house. And they're always open. And man, God moves in them. And I, I'm going to invite you to come be a part of that in a moment. And I believe God's going to radically transform your life if you do. I truly believe that with everything that's within me. But I just want to pray over you first right now. 
Man, every person in this room, just right now, every person watching, if, if there's some areas that you or someone close to you needs freedom in, you know this is like you and someone closely connected to you, like a close family, close friend. You like there's an area that freedom needs to happen in their life. They need freedom. Right now, would you just lift up your hands to the Father? There's an area of freedom that you need to encounter experience right now. Yeah, there's a lot of hands in here. There's a lot of hands. There's a lot of people right now that want to walk in this, who knows someone who does. And I want to pray over you. I want to pray over you this morning. If you're here this morning like, man, I don't, man, this whole Jesus thing, this is kind of new. I haven't heard stuff like this before. I hope you've heard that today Jesus loves you. Jesus gave his life for you. He got on a cross for you. He wants to have a relationship with you. Oh, today if that's you, just say, I, I, I just want to give my life. I want that. I want what Christ did for me. I want to receive the gift today of salvation. But if you're, if you're today, just as an area, you or someone close needs freedom, I want to pray over you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, the name above every name, Lord, we come and pray. And I ask that you will begin to move in the hearts and lives of every person who has their hand raised right now. Every person listening right now, Father, who today, Lord, needs this, needs freedom in their life in some area, knows someone who's close to them, who needs this in their life, Lord. And God, we ask that you'll begin to move, Lord, release your Holy Spirit now in their life. And now we do now speak to every spirit in this room, every spirit in this life that's not of God. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or would like to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.